you will increase in our minds and our heart and our soul. In Jesus' name we pray, and they all said, Amen. Give it honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to our wonderful pastor, and to his wonderful staff, to all of our deacons and mothers here at the church, and all of our friends here at the Good Hope family. Just want to say thank you. Thank you for praying, for keeping it real ministry, uh, praying for uh, all that we do, and all the support, your love, and care, and concern for us. And to the Keeping It Real ministry, the young people there for uh, coming out each and every Sunday to be with us there at Simpson Park. And, and as you know, I can't do it by myself because I have a wonderful, wonderful partner who works with me every Sunday. And I'm so glad that I have this partner because I take this partner home with me every day. Every Sunday, I got a good partner. Yeah, she stands by me and every Sunday she's there cooking the meal and getting it prepared for the kids. So I want to say to Dee, thank you so much. My son Jay is at work. He's another um, major impact in the ministry as well as the Argos too. My topic today is God cares for you and for me. God cares for you and for me. Say that with me. God cares for you and for me. Our background scripture it's Matthew six twenty six. Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? In addition, it means God is intimately, God is close, God is there with us. He's intimately, he's involved in his creation and with his creatures. If God can take the time to feed and look after the birds in the sky, surely, surely he can and will take care of you and me. What God has that man does not have is provincial care or providential care. You see, the Bible describes God's love and care for his creation in terms of providence, which means that God provides for his own, giving us everything we need, not what we want, everything we need. The Bible declares, and my God shall supply all, not some, but all of your need according to who? His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Unlike society today, when kids are living at home, and some of y'all could attest to this, I know I said this a few times, parents will often say, when you turn 18, I don't care where you go, but you got to leave here. 18, I'm done, I'm finished. It's time for you to hit the road. Sometimes we, we, uh, we would even shout around the house and make some side remarks to the children. When you leave, I will get my joy back. My sanity back, my room back, my peace, my happiness. Several years ago, when our son MJ left home for the first time, it was hard. Anytime you have a kid leaving the house for the first time, that's hard. It was hard on D and me because we didn't want to see him go, but we knew he had to. That wasn't a dry eye on that cold day in January when we were forced to leave him in Kentucky. To us, Kentucky felt like Egypt. 
it was so far away from home. I mean, it was a long ways. And on top of that, it was cold. It was cold that day. But we knew we had to leave him there and head on back. While on the way back, now we cried. We, we, we cried. While on the way back, after about three to four hours of silence, just as I thought my tears were gone, I thought about, now I'm going to have to come out of retirement and start helping Jay do the yard. <laughs> I said to myself, I said, now wait a minute. Because for a long time, they took care of me. And I thought about it, and I started crying all over again. Because every weekend, the boys knew what time it was. They took care of their yard. They cut their grass. They edged it. They trimmed their hedges and everything. I didn't have to remind them. That went on for about four or five years. I didn't go nowhere near the tools yet. I couldn't tell you where any tools were located. They did all the work. They knew what time it was. But I began to look for comfort. I knew as parents, we had done the best that we can do in taking care of him meeting his needs and providing for him. And, and now, for the first time in his life, he would be apart from us. And that's something to think about when your kids leave home. You know, you, if, you, if you know you've done a good job, you try to do the very best that you can do. And that's what we try. We tried to live a life before our kids. And I'm saying we was perfect, but live a life. We took our kids to church. We didn't just send them, but we led them. We, we was out front. You know, so now we're depending on God. So we began to pray and ask God to watch over him, protect him, and to guide his steps. I began to quote the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I needed comfort at that time. I needed some strength. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. And we prayed to God that he would lead MJ in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff, they cover me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. That's what we was praying. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We reminded him of that. Now let me share with you three distinct ways God can and will take care of us. First, God will make a way for you. You can write that down if you want. God will make a way for you. God's providence is seen in his provision. Now, go back to the days of the Israelites, the miraculous feeding of the Israelites. God displayed his love, his care, his guidance, of his creation against all opposition. That's what he did for the Israelites. No matter what they needed or what they were going through or who they were up against, God was there and on time. God said he would never leave you nor forsaken you. That's what he said. Through all of our ups and downs, being depressed, turned down, oppressed, trials and tribulations, God is right there. He's right there. And as God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I would be with you. That's what he told Joshua. I would never leave you 
nor forsaken you. You don't have to worry about trying to be like Moses. Just be like yourself. Just be who you are. Sometimes we have loved ones and people in our life that move on. But God is saying to us today, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll be with you. I'll take care of you. Yeah, they're gone now, but I got you. God is not a father that you have to remind him about his job. Amen? Unlike what you see today of some of our fathers who have walked away, turned their backs, some are incarcerated for failure to meet their own children's basic maintenance needs. What kind of man will walk away from his family like that? And when we fail to meet our children's basic needs, we open up the streets of hell, the streets of violence, streets of prostitution, streets of drive-by shooting, streets of prison, high school dropouts, and ultimately death. That's what we do. When we walk out of the house, we don't teach our children. We open up the streets of hell. A couple of years ago during our summer camp, I was collecting payments from the parents. And when I got to this young man, I asked him about his payment for his kids. He replied to me, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. In my mind, I said about, in my mind, I said about 10 years ago, you knew where everything was at. Nobody had to tell you to look for anything. You knew exactly what you, what you was doing that night. Yeah, you was you had the music down low, lights off and everything. You knew where everything was. You you was you knew what you wanted to do that night. But now you got a kid here who needs some help, some assistance, and you know where to be found. But you don't know anything about it. Now that your kids need food, clothes and shoes, summer camp, etc., and all you can say, I don't know anything about that. But I got news for you. God said in his word, a man that does not take care of his own is worse than an unbeliever. That's what God said about you. God expects us, expect us to assist those in our home, help them, provide for them, care for them, and nurture them. That's what God expects. In the books of Exodus, if, Exodus, if you return to the 13th chapter, in the 21st, 21st and the 22nd, reads, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. Verse 22, He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night. From before the people. Notice the position of God. It wasn't in the rear, wasn't on the side, but it was in front. He was leading the way. Why? Because those were his kids, his people. And he was going to take care of them. God did not just send them on their way, but he led the way. That's how we should be today. Standing out in front, giving the people hope and courage. We need more. We need more of our fathers and parents leading the way in their homes, leading the way on their jobs and in their marriages. If more of our parents would take the time to lead the kids to church and not just send them, you would see a positive difference in that home today. 
a family that prays together stays together. I believe that. Based on current prison populations, approximately 400,000 inmates have a child support case. And approximately 13.2% of 730,000 individuals incarcerated in local jails are behind bars for non-payment of child support. Let me tell you something right now. We can't lead if we're locked up. We can't lead if, we, if there's a warrant out for our arrest. We can't lead if we're home sleeping in the bed. We can't lead if we're hanging out in the streets. We can't leave if our priorities are not in the right place. We can't. Not only did they follow the cloud for guidance, but God used the cloud to keep them cool. No one died of a heat stroke. Think about it. God did not have to call the AC man like me and you would need to do. He just simply adjusted their body temperature. Even on the cold nights, no one froze to death. He just adjusted their body temperature. That tells you about God, who he is, and how much he loved and cared for you. For 40 years, God took care of the Israelites. 40 years. He gave them food, fresh water, and even their clothes and shoes did not wear out. That's a good father right there. That's a good father right there. That's somebody taking care of you right there. God is amazing like that. Secondly, God will protect us regardless of what may be headed our way. Yes, he will. God will protect us. Job issues. God will protect you on your job. Vehicle accidents. God will protect you on that. Even sickness. God will protect you on that. I know we have heard of the violence and cruel things people are doing to other people with little or no sign of remorse. When we turn on our television, we see it. We read about it in our newspaper or social media. And here lately, our words of war with North Korea. Let me stop and put a pen here. Pen in here. Pray for our president. Amen. Pray for him. Pray for the government. Pray for the Congress. Pray for our local officials. Pray for them that they would not lean into their own understanding, but they would trust in God with all of their heart, soul, and mind. Let's pray for them. I stopped by to tell you what God said in the book of Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. That's something to take hold right there. That's something to hang your hat on right there. God saying, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Fear not. I am your God. That's saying something right there. In other words, what that statement means, God will protect you. He will lead you in the path of righteousness and guide your footsteps. In our homes, God will protect you. I know some may have other measures and everything, but God said, no, no, I'll, I'll protect you. I got you. Don't worry about living alone. You see, Satan comes late at night to try to attack your mind. 
so you can become fearful in your own home. He have you scared to leave your house. He have you scared to come home. So my advice to you, fight him back. And you fight back with the word of God. Psalms 91, 10 and 11. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That's what the Lord is saying. God won't be sending out the secret servicemen or the Bartow Police Department. God will be sending out his angels who have superior powers involving the ability to protect the Lord's people from any hurt, harm, or danger. God feels about us the way a mother feels about her children. Hmm. You know a good mother, you ain't going to be talking no noise about her kids now. You ain't going to be just running your mouth about, about her kids now. And I'm not talking about mothers out there. I'm talking about mothers in the church. They ain't going to take all that right there. They love their kids now. You better watch out because if you see one of the mothers start taking off the earrings, taking these heels off, you better stop right there. They don't mind you talking about them. They don't mind you talking, uh, saying whatever about, about them, but don't bother their kids. Don't bother the kids. I know one night I was coaching and I didn't know D was sitting up in the stands looking and I was getting on to the boys pretty good. That night she reminded me, all right, don't be getting on my boys now. Don't be getting on my boys. And I started to say something. But I said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to fight that battle right there. Because she, I could tell by her voice and look on her face, don't bother, don't, don't, don't. I'm telling you, coach, back up off of him. So I read between the lines because I knew if I kept on, there would be some severe consequences later on. And I'm going to leave it like that. So I backed up. And, you know, we have some fathers, too. We have some fathers who are just as bad now. You don't mess with their little girl. And in the father's eye, those girls never grew up. They're always their little girl. Always a little girl. Yeah, their fathers, they'll come see you. You start bothering a little girl. Oh, yeah. No matter where you are. But here's what Jesus said, has to say about that in the book of Luke 17.2. Here's what Jesus said about that, about us. It would be better for him if a millstone, a large rock, brick, were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. In other words, divine judgments awaits the person who calls a disciple of Christ to sin. You better be careful how you talk about God's people. You better be careful what you say. Be careful what you do. God said, vengeance is mine. You can call 911 or 411 and ask Gary. You can do that all you want. But when you mess with the least of God's people, you're in big trouble. God is going to come after you. Third and the final one. God will take care of you throughout your lifespan. 
if you believe and trust and obey him, your future is in good hands. Your future is in good hands. If you believe and live right, trust God, your future is in good hands. The biblical account of Joseph from boyhood to in the land of Canaan to old age in the land of Egypt vividly illustrates God's providential care. God took care of him from a little boy all the way into the old man. God took care. God was right there. Today we live in a society where our success is based upon a good job. Nice retirement, a healthy 401k. And in reality, there's nothing wrong with that. To put this in perspective, God's, God does not need any of those items for you and me to be successful. And I'm not saying don't go out and, and, and get that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying God's point of view. In this illustration, I want you to listen very carefully. I think about my mother who did not finish high school or finish school due to helping her parents. And while she was taking care of us, she worked many odd jobs, such as working at the sawmill, citrus packing house, holiday inn, and a housemaid, caregiver. Through all of those odd jobs, those jobs, there were no retirement or 401k. And I often sat down and I talked with mama about that. I felt bad. I felt bad for her. But I never heard her complain because she would tell me, no need. No need for you to worry about me. God take care of me. See, you can't say that if you're not living right. See, you can't say that if you're not living right. You got to be living right. God would take care of me. I never heard her complain about what she didn't have but she gave thanks for what she did have. Yeah. I say that to say this. Without an education, retirement, 401k, or any benefits of any kind, but she managed without complaint on her little Social Security check. However, on that day she passed and went home to be with the Lord. Get this. She left behind an insurance policy, money in her checking and savings account, her house paid off, her car paid off, and on top of all of that, she left land for her children to enjoy. How can it be so? How can it be so? Left all that behind. No 401k, no retirement. Shows you the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'll take care of you. I don't need all those things. I'll take care of you. You are my daughter. You are my son. I'm not going to leave you. I'll take care of you. Just live right. Obey me. Trust me. I'll take care of you. God wants us to put, to put our trust in him because he knows who we are. He knows where we live. He knows all about us. He knows what our needs are. And he loves us with eternal love, a love that lasts forever. In the book of Psalms 37, 25 reads, I have been young and now I'm old. 
Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. In other words, throughout his life, from a child to a man, he has never seen God abandon a good woman. Never seen God abandon a good man. He has never seen the children of the righteous begging for food. God took care of them. And because God has always been with the righteous, and if we continue to serve him faithfully, God will take care of you. You got to live right. You got to obey him. God will take care of you, not only you, but your children. Your kids. You don't go around begging. That's not God. You didn't go around begging. God will never leave you, nor forsaken you. And in my closing, God is our refuge. God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is our very, very present help in the time of trouble. I can call on him in the morning. He's there. I can call on him late at night. He's there. No matter what comes your way or what obstacles that we have to hurdle or what the opposition may bring, remember God said, I got you. Through all of your ups and downs, God said, I got you. Through all of your trials and tribulations, God said, I got you. Through all of your disappointments, through all of your fails, you dropped the ball. Maybe there's somebody stabbing your back, but God said, I got you. You don't have to worry about what you see on TV and social media. You just continue to read God's holy word. That's where it's at, in his word. That's where you find him at, in his word. God is our strong tower. Yes, he is. God protects us. He takes care of us. He is our savior. He is God of gods. He is king of kings. God is our redeemer. He is our creator. God brought us from a mighty long ways. God brought me through seen and unseen danger. He was there. He was there when I struggled in my marriage. He was there. He was there when I didn't have transportation. He was there. He was there when I didn't have any money. He was there. Yes, he was. He never leave you nor forsaken you. God is always there. He always cared about you. God loves you. God protects you. Late in the midnight hour while you're sleeping, God will take care of you. Don't worry about your alarm. God will take care of you. Come on in this strong tower. He'll protect you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll lead you in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, God is our refuge. Praise God.